It's time for the Newcastle Comedy Club on Newcastle Live. We welcome our very own kings of comedy, Brady, James and Elliot. It's the Newcastle Comedy Club. You're in Newcastle Comedy Club with Brady and Elliot. Uh, no James. It's really hard to keep the family together. It's uh, really not... Work- I, I don't know if the uh, club is going to work out in the long run because none of us can stand to be in the same room uh, for more than two weeks, it seems like. Uh, but coming up this hour, uh, we asked James why he's not in the same room as this. Uh, we're going to be giving away a couple of double passes and that's been so ultimately successful the last couple of weeks. So we're going to have another uh, competition coming up for that as well. So if you're a bit tight, you're a bit of a scab, you don't want to give us money for this successful business that we're trying to run and you just want to like push us into the dirt and you know like keep as much money in your own wallet rather than uh, you know like you know exercising how capitalism and decency uh, from human being to small business works then listen in for that as well plus we're going to have a bunch of other bangers as well it's just not me making the playlist this week you got anything good Elliot? I got a bunch of rap let's kick it off with something that isn't rap that Elliot chose it's our uh, Mac Miller Live Free you're here in Newcastle Comedy Club we talking it all yeah <laughs> we can just start talking right now just keep it pushing. This has been a public service announcement from the kid Mac Miller. Boom. Well, it's good. Just before he said Mac Miller, Elliot chimed in uh, with his little <laughs> yeah. voice there as well. See, I felt like an idiot saying that wasn't rap because I thought we were playing a different song. But then you undid any sort of like bullying credibility by just talking of the end of Mac Miller there. I literally just said the faders were up like four seconds beforehand. Yeah, I know what that means. Does that mean the mics are up? I assume so. Oh, man, <laughs> but, your um... short-term memory is so bad for someone who's 21. I just said we had Live Free with Mac Miller. You're in Newcastle Comedy Club with Brady and Elliot. Uh, no James, but we're going to be hearing from him soon. But uh, before you guys, uh, again, because the chemistry isn't good, even when there's all three of us here mm. but just with myself and Elliot we're sort of talking about it off air like James is like the mum and I'm like the stepdad who's like going out with James and now that like he's got called into work or something now it's just me and this kid that I've got nothing in common with and we're just sitting there watching TV in silence trying to bond and that's I, what it's like between the breaks I hate it's, that you've dragged me out of my room you know what I mean like I don't want to sit with you <laughs> exactly I'm trying to explain to you how like a car engine works you're trying to tell me what a Pokemon is yeah it's not telling me about tax yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> what's that mean <laughs> uh, yeah so before everyone uh, tunes out inevitably as they do during the first but well the thing is like you got to listen in order to tune out so it's sort of wishful mm. thinking thinking people might yeah tune we got out. lots of giveaways coming up all the information about uh, shows so please them, don't tune up hook them uh, for yeah the hook on the sync with those that, giveaways that no one has entered the last three weeks but what have we got coming up this weekend uh, we have got uh, so this week we've got the open mic on mm-hmm. Tuesday uh, starting at 7.30 uh, followed by our Friday show which will be kicking off at 7pm yes and which we have no details and no one booked in yet but we will in the future we will so, create an event for that so, so please exactly, buy tickets carefully curated uh, a lot of love time and effort put into that obviously this will be airing on Thursday at 6pm so if you're so, looking for yeah. a, a show to see tomorrow night please come along so yeah. Friday 7pm and, and, and then with a 24 hour period just before that show's starting there's probably about a 50% chance it'll be organised so yes. yeah so you can really yeah sing your preach it brother that. some great comics yeah. and uh <laughs> And then we'll be having our Saturday showcase on at 7 p.m. And we've also got a comedy workshop. Uh, oh. How to learn how to do stand-up comedy. Uh, Look at be- that. Now, the thing with like stand-up, there's a couple of ways that you can do it. You just get on stage and then just have brutal bomb after brutal bomb. And mm. if you hate yourself enough... Or you can that, be good that, like me and that won't happen. Oh, oh dude. It's, it's, it's been br- like, it still happens for Elliot now. Okay, But the thing is, like, his self-hate for himself is more than a crowd could ever hate him. So yes. like, it never affects him poorly. But if you have any sort of self-esteem and dignity, you might want to like come in, uh, check out the comedy course. It's like a really good price. And um, we've actually got like a, a 
ridiculously good comic that's going to be doing it. And we're going to be chatting to him next hour as well. But it's just a way to sort of like help you not make a lot of the common pitfalls that like comics start off with as well. But Ellie, yeah. I'll put you on the spot. What's some stuff that you would try to avoid doing if someone said to you, hey, uh, I'm about to do stand-up for the first time. What do you reckon some of the um, things that can sort of get in you a bit of hot water, I guess? Yeah, well, you know, like everyone says that they're funny until an entire crowd is staring at them <laughs> and have to say something funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's good enough to write jokes, but actually prevent, like, I don't know, just presenting them is... So I guess what you're saying is, um, so your advice would just be don't do stand-up. Yeah, I'd say... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sit down, write actual jokes instead of just, you know, yeah. thinking that you're funny and riff it out because that's not going to go well oh, unless yeah. you're and insane uh, we've seen it a lot of times and it doesn't go well like it doesn't go well like, like but like so please okay. prepare is what we're trying to say yeah and, and this workshop will help you prepare you know start like writing different comedy and uh but, but it could be hard because also like conversely because you think to yourself oh okay cool if i get up and riff and it doesn't go well i've put in no effort but sometimes you can put in effort and you still suck and mm. i think that's got to hurt even a little bit more yeah so if you're completely anal retentive and you think you know i'm just going to like perfectionist my way through this that could be uh, you got to have thick skin, you know. You got to have a very rough childhood for, to oh, make it at all in this. Oh, absolutely! Like if you um, don't, if you're not like sort of diagnosed specifically with something, you got to come in here with a strong sense that you're undiagnosed, but you still have something. Okay? Yeah, but it's still such a superpower, I think. Comedy, like it's funny, like when you're trying to date yeah. people and and you get rejected, and it's like, oh, I've actually been rejected by a hundred people at yeah, once within a five minute span. Yeah, but that, that, that's also like going, oh, I I just copped a beating because my parents used to beat the shit out of me all the time, so <laughs> that mugging didn't really affect me. It's just yeah. like not a yeah. superpower. It's just like another scar <laughs> on top of all the other emotional trauma that. It's just thick skin. You're still getting hit. Yeah, doesn't yeah. hurt. You know? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, it's good because there's like basically no crime there because like you're just like, you know, your entire life's been a tragedy up until this point. So yeah. look, I, yeah. So um, yeah, I don't think we're selling this particularly well, but you look. And what we're trying to say is that like, if you do the comedy class, you might come in with some skills when you're trying to start comedy that it won't be as rough as if you just went in balls deep with I no preparation. I think it's well getting up in front of Marty Bright, right? You could try your stuff and then if it sucks, you're only bombing in front of one person. So rather yes. than having the judgment of the room, you only have the judgment of a really kind man who you're paying to not be cruel to you, okay? Yes. So like, so don't take it as a good thing if he's silent. He wants to knock you out, but you've given him some money so he won't, okay? <laughs> so yeah, come on to the comedy course. You can check it out. Uh, NewcastleComedyClub.com.au uh, As well as our Tuesday open mic and Friday and Sunday yeah. shows. Every, running every week and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and whatnot. Um, well, Running shows all the time. I think with the uh, comedy course as well, it goes for uh, two days back to back, and then you also have like a graduation where you like you'll come along to the open mic, you'll try out your bits, and also have it professionally recorded and stuff like that. As yeah, well. that'll so, be great. Yeah, or, or it won't. Or like, it won't. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you suck at comedy, well, because like you know, like sometimes it's good to have stuff like memorialized in film, right? Yeah. You want to go back and watch it, but some things like nine eleven have also been memorialized in film, so like it could. Yeah, and that's the, that's, that's why I find so challenging about comedy is that like it, poetry and music people are like reacting live but they're also very polite like you can just if someone's yeah. sucking at poetry you can say in your head and just be like oh this is fine yeah but in, co in, in comedy you're being judged literally like every 12 seconds oh yeah absolutely audibly as well so you can hear yeah. if it's going but, horribly but, like, but the worst thing as well because like if you're a musician you like you don't have to get in front of a brand new crowd and like practice playing a G chord right no but, you're but right with comedy you just gotta get up there and just eat your balls comedy's like, like training for the Olympics but you can only swim for five minutes a day yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, that's actually, you know, oh, you look at this. I think James is causing the animosity between I'm us. So, I'm very intimidated by James. That, 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 was, <laughs> that, that was actually quite a pleasant interaction. Um, okay, cool. So right now we've got some Red Hot Chili Peppers, Roller Coaster of Love. Coming up next, we give away some free tickets. 
It's the Newcastle Comedy Club with Brady, James and Elliot, only on Newcastle Live. And continuing the theme of no continuity music in this show, uh, we've got some Engelbert Arbor Deck that Elliot <laughs> chose there. Uh, off the top, we had Red Hot Chili Peppers with our Roller Coaster of Love. So uh, how come you chose that one? Uh, it was in the new uh, Marvel series yeah, Moon yeah. Knight. Yeah, I knew there'd be some like, geek reason behind it as That's well. That's a cool show, okay, I yeah. think. No, but, okay, no, wait, okay. You said... It's a cool show, I think. Have I haven't you- seen it. Hey. It looks nice. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch it, but uh, my girlfriend and I have been watching one show. You can't, we're, we're currently watching uh, Death Note. Yeah. Um, and we oh, want to watch Death Moon Knight. Great, yeah. But no, like, but like, are you watching like like the anime? The or anime, Are you watching yeah. the movie remake? The movie sounds insane by the looks of it. Oh, it's terrible. Other than like, Willem yeah. Dafoe being Ryuk, which sounds awesome. Yeah. I love Willem Dafoe to death. No, but, but like, you know when there's like a really good sort of like, you know, uh, you know traditional Japanese idea or, you know, like film from anywhere else. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the, the US is like, like, oh, dude, they come along. They're just like, how can we just like strip this of all magic and maximize profit? And yeah. for that, they did neither, they which did is neither, great. Yeah. It's <laughs> completely bombed, bombed and rightfully well. yeah. so. With all the trailers I've seen, it looks garbage. Oh, dude, it's absolutely but the show, Death Note's incredible. Oh, dude, but like, and, and again, like, we're just like, how can we make this show more niche and inaccessible? Let's talk yeah. about an anime that came out 18 years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. In detail <laughs> from two guys, one guy that hasn't fully seen it and one guy that watched it 18 years ago as well. So <laughs> you it's going to be a great there? analysis. That's hilarious. I'm um, just talking about uh, helping people tune out and not acknowledging our existence are uh, the competition this week right so giving away a double pass now if we go through a little bit of a chronological history the first week a uh, bit resentful that people you know just want to take tickets from us and not yes. pay to come to the comedy show to support the club but you know with advertising going to give free stuff away because scabs love free stuff they'll stay tuned in and mm-hmm. they'll like eventually we could trick you into spending money here that will support us right yep. but why can't you just do it with the common decency if anyone else that wants to support us more business but again like now, we said that first week. Second week, we didn't call you scabs. We said what we had done the week before and listed out, you know, parasites, roaches, blood suckers. Mm-hmm. They just think about number one. Um, you know, like when at, at your funeral, like the priest won't even want to be there, okay? So that, that, uh, we're not saying that again this week, okay? So like clean slate, not going to mention any of those things. And all we want you to do to enter the competition is just to acknowledge our existence. Because the last, it's weird the last three weeks no one's entered the competition, isn't it? It's strange. Well, after we called them scabs and after the second yeah, week yeah. was, tell us how bad your life is. Yeah, apparently but people, but we're not apparently people's that. lives are great. Yeah, but, but we're not doing that this week. We haven't called them scabs once. No. Um, <laughs> we like, haven't called, we still think it. But yeah, no, yeah, we yeah, still exactly. haven't called, yeah. But, we haven't been audible about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, the thing is like, you know, I, I don't think we should have thought police on this show, but me and Elliot are thinking a lot of strong language right now but we're not going to say it there's there's like is there any words that you are thinking that you won't say about the audience that wants to enter and get these free tickets freeloaders he won't say it he won't say it directly I won't say that they're absolute cowards who are stealing from a small business in Newcastle exactly like it doesn't who knows what we're thinking but these are the things that we won't say about you okay so on the uh, Newcastle live Facebook page there'll be a post there just acknowledge that we exist okay so like you know the the little sort of like ADHD kids usually uh, they got red hair they're some sort of stepchild and they just act out they don't know the difference between good and bad attention Mm. okay treat us like that Uh, we're just reaching out any way we can just so like I just want uh, because no one's 
posted the last three weeks. I just want to prove that me, James, and Elliot aren't that little kid from the sixth sense, okay? I want to prove that <laughs> people can see us, acknowledge us, and interact with us. So just acknowledge our existence, and we might sling you guys a double pass. Uh, there'll be a post on the um, yeah, Newcastle Live Facebook page as well. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, th- I, think, I think we rounded that up pretty I well. I think that's a pretty good description of yeah. what they need to do. Now, so, yeah, just hop in Newcastle Live's Facebook page, pop a comment. Yeah. You might win us some free tickets yeah. if we like you. And so, look, if you do want to get tickets, and we're not saying you know, you'd be a more decent person if you did this. Uh, well, we're not saying that at all. We're, we're not saying that you know, your mm. co-workers, your family, your friends uh, will have more respect for you. We're not saying that like, if you're trying for a baby that your sperm count will probably increase because you're not, <laughs> don't have all the stress. Anything will being... go down with the electronic <laughs> devices you're commenting on, but that's fine. <laughs> but if you want to get tickets, if, if you don't, uh, yeah, if you don't want to do it through uh, you know, the ways that we've described earlier, uh, what's the way you can get tickets to the shows this weekend? What, what was that question? Uh, so, yeah, w- where can everyone get tickets to the Where can everyone weekend? get tickets? Yeah. Uh, just check us out on our Eventbrite is where we sell our tickets. They're all available on our Facebook. We have a link on our Instagram bio, that kind of and, stuff. Uh, uh, a web page. Have we got a web page? Oh, do we have a website yeah, still? I yeah. thought it was down. No. Oh, I thought it broke. It was, it was down. Like, how, how not up to date <laughs> with your own business are you? It was down 14 weeks ago. Who uses the internet? Like, like, yeah, I'm well, using social know, media. Social exactly. media is not the internet. That's where I know Newcastle everything Newcastlecomedyclub.com.au. <laughs> okay, so look, look, it's up to you. Like, so we're not saying that, like, you know, that sort of trope in movies where they've got an angel on one shoulder, a devil on one shoulder. <laughs> we're not saying which one's which. We're not saying which one the free tickets are. We're not saying the one where a decent person who would buy tickets is as well. But yeah. it's up to you. We've got options for both people. Not going to highlight and not going to uh, categorize people in any way that we um, you know, can then. So, you know, totally up to you. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, now, like, and again, in keeping the theme of the uh, music not making sense on this show, uh, we've got some Dick Dale. <laughs> so, Dick yeah, Dale? Just, he's just been hit. Who was the guy head. before Emmeline Cumberbatch? Like, uh, no. What was it? <laughs> Ziggerberg, Humberdick. Uh, Who are right these now, names of our artists? Ziggerberg, uh, Cumberbatch, and then followed by Dick Dale. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Dick Dale. Lot, 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 lot of Dick talk right now. And uh, <laughs> we've got the song Mizzaloo. And uh, you might guess what soundtrack this is from. But you're 21, so Play you won't it, guess it whatsoever. Uh, right now, yeah, some bangers. Uh, Newcastle Comedy Club with Brady. Ah, ah, You're listening to the Newcastle Comedy Club, only on Newcastle Live. All right, that was Walking on a Dream by Empire of the Sun, and followed before that, it was Miss Alou by Dick Dale. Thanks for listening in. Uh, you're at Newcastle Comedy Club with Brady and Elliot, not James, he's a coward. And uh, here we are, the fellas, right again. Yeah, just screaming without a break. That's what the audience wants. Yes. Okay? So I, don't, like, I don't know. I'm not a professional, but I, <laughs> yeah, I do what I can, you know? On the radio, okay? So yeah, like, but, but the thing is, like, a lot of the people that are listening to this show probably haven't been abused and yelled at by their parents their entire life. So us continuing that tradition of just screaming at them without a breath, mm. it's something that's familiar and they're used to. So you've uh, yeah, identified yeah. the audience well, and you've given them what they need. I assume that when music's playing, they walk away from their radio. And now that I have to scream to know that the real... The real show's back you know yeah, we're back also, baby you know yeah, just all very careful planning right there yeah as well. very just, meticulous yeah, i yeah, definitely wasn't just unprepared in yeah. yelling <laughs> just, just, no, it's because you were so nervous as well mm, like, i definitely didn't ask what the song was right before <laughs> it went <laughs> all right cool now now so the last couple of weeks you've mm-hmm. had trouble with anecdotes yes now i still think, don't know what that means yeah. is it anaconda yeah, what do you mean uh, i don't know so I, I i think honestly all right jokes aside you might have googled it figured it out because you even said before i have a story and there's a glimmer in your eye yeah 
like in my mind, it was ticking the anecdote box. Okay, yeah. so here we go. You've had a couple of weeks to regroup. Yes. Uh, just think to yourself, you know, uh, you're not working. You're just mm. going out, getting experiences to talk about on the radio. Yeah. And let's see if the fruits of your labor are about to pay off. The floor is yours. I hated that you just said the words fruits of labor. <laughs> that was disgusting and it made my heart shrivel. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, like, I like how you don't know what anecdote means, but for some reason you know the, what the term fruits of labor means. It sounds very sexualized. <laughs> um, Something also you've never done. So exactly like, I can right. Understand. So, so I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah. but here we are. I've been in Melbourne for the last week on okay. a little trip. So, okay. Now, uh, classically, everyone knew that you're a massive hypochondriac with the COVID. So why did you go to the COVID capital of the Western Hemisphere? Yeah, uh, the Melbourne Comedy Festival was on. Oh, okay, cool. So you're willing to risk- My so- love of comedy outweighs my fear of bacteria. Is now, that what the virus? I got no idea. You it's a just, virus. You just <laughs> did say before we came on air that you hate when people call it the spicy cough. Was that getting thrown around a lot? Yeah, people were saying, oh, I've got the spicy cough. It's like, I hate yeah, that sentence now. But like, I like how you hate them saying that rather than saying in front of your face, I have the spicy cough, as they're like just shooting aerosol all over your face. <laughs> like, is that still more offensive to you? Yeah, I just say like on Instagram all the time, I've got the spicy yeah, cough. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, okay, so what, what annoys you more, right? When someone says spicy cough or when someone's like, it's actually uh, SARS-CoV-2, okay? And to say it's but a coronavirus. To me, that's funny. Like, like, one is like the disease, one is the virus. Someone's okay? humiliating themselves with nerd knowledge. <laughs> It's much funnier than people that, oh, I've got the, it's like Triple J, I've got the spicy cough. How oh, I, funny? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, who cares? I, I like how we've done both those things yeah. on this show. So we're equally annoying from both fronts, which is yes. great. And okay. please don't listen. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I've been in Melbourne for the past week. Yeah. I, I just want to tell some funny stories from my trip. Yeah. Um, I caught a tram. Pretty oh, cool. Okay. So uh, <laughs> look, uh, I've got a cup of tea here. If anyone wants to shoot off and make a cup of tea, now might be a good time. But yeah, so you're, you're on a tram. I caught a tram. <laughs> um, this is the best stuff you got your way for two weeks. And this is your best gear. Well, no, I, it, it, a funny thing happened on the tram. So that's where I'm leading <laughs> okay. to. Well, I, well, I caught a tram to a, a, a fancy sex shop that my girlfriend wanted to go to. So, yeah. so it was out of the side of the city because they're a small business, but apparently it's really nice. It was quite nice. We went there. It was, it was lovely. Lots of- So you caught public transport to a sex shop. This yes. is you absorbing in the culture. <laughs> the culture of Melbourne, it felt right, you know? That's what they do there. You're an absolute working class scum. They eat at cafes and they go to fancy sex shops is what I assume oh the culture of Melbourne is. Um, but I caught a tram uh, yeah. and there was, the, the air conditioning was broken on the tram. Yeah. Um, so it was quite uncomfortable. It was like, it was quite hot, but like it was, everyone stayed quiet. Yeah. But there was an elderly lady at the front of the tram who just started ratatatting on the fucking driving door, yeah. being like, the air conditioner's broken. And the driver was like, yeah, I'm a, tram driver i don't know how to fix that of course he's powerless to do anything i can't he literally like audibly said to the entire carriage hey i this is something that's out of my control yeah and she kept pestering him and at one point she loudly said can't you drive with the doors open to let some air flow oh in yeah <laughs> and just, I, all I, the safety issues dude, along with that i shit you not literally 30 people laughed at her <laughs> just, was like, just how fucking absurd that idea was I, I like how this like woman has been publicly ashamed with 30 people laughing at her and on this show we've never had 30 people laugh at us no so yeah no, she's got a bigger audience she's getting more laughs as yeah, well she's way been, funnier she's been there taking notes the, <laughs> okay. the tram driver eventually was like all right i'll turn off the tram and try to fix it so literally <laughs> we're in the middle of the road there's cars all around us like literally yeah. beeping the man got out of the tram and somehow turned it off and on again 
And we just have to sit there and like watch. Like, but was he doing something technical or do you just pick up a stick and just start bashing it? it, it, it he kind of got like a stick and like did like a little key <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like a key. Dog, like, it was, because like, it, it's, it's like total guy code as well. Like you've got to pretend you've got answers when you've got no idea what the hell you're no doing. No idea what was happening. And you just get real physical with something. And if it works, it works. And if yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't. It was just such a crazy thing to watch. It was so funny that her idea was, yeah, just drive with the doors open yeah, on this public transport. Like how you're not saying anything as it's getting hot, like hotter or your lubricant from like the sex shops is <laughs> leaking out everywhere. Anyway, your dildos are going I'm going to slide off the tram you know? <laughs> <laughs> out of the windows. Uh, right now, we've got some uh, bonkers. Did uh, you know, rascal? Aman Van Helden. Some of the freshest bangers from uh, 2013 uh, here on Newcastle Comedy Club Radio. What? Brady and Elliot. Uh, just then, we had Fire in the Sky by Anderson Pack, And before that, Bonkers, featuring Aman Van Helden. Uh, that's some Dizzy Rascal there. You're on Newcastle Comedy Club. Brady and Elliot. Now, after the success, it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm willing to say, like, look, good story. Last one. Okay, Thank and you. actually, unlike some of your other like, yeah, classic dry cleaning story, which yes. was literally just about you going to the dry cleaner. I'm two was, for ten, baby. <laughs> was, yeah, I was expecting just a story about, yeah, so it was crazy. I got on the tram yeah. and I got a uh, Mikey car yeah. and I got off the tram. And I'm like, wow, that's without me parents. Thank so, you. Like, yeah. But no, it's good. There was a great little anecdote there. And it, I, your research has paid off. So yeah. now I, again, okay. So you, you know when like a little kid tells a joke, right? And yeah. then the parents all laugh mm-hmm. and then they'll just tell the same joke again because they just want that same thing. Now, are we about to have the adult version of that? Or is this a brand new story and a brand new direction for this uh, anecdote? It is a brand new story. It doesn't Ooh. have a huge ending. It's just the funny, it's a funny situation. Okay. Okay, so, so maybe I haven't quite figured out the answer. But anyway, look, okay. I'm, you've got enough goodwill and grace, I feel, myself in the audience uh, to go for it. So uh, floor is yours. Well, I, I, as I was saying before, I went to Melbourne. It's Melbourne, as they say. And, uh... Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's, I feel so mean saying this as well because, like, so anyway, like, what we had, um, you know, I, okay. I'll try to make it as unidentifiable as possible. We've had a bunch of uh, brand new performers coming into the space and like some more experience and some doing it for the first time. We had a first timer come in and uh, yeah, they did a joke about Smelbin being smelly. And I, I, I don't want to say it directly because I don't want to shame the person, but it's like the joke you open with doing stand-up, it's like the shop front window to the store, okay? <laughs> now, if it's in the shop front window of a restaurant, it just looks all dirty and disgusting, you're not going to see what's in the back. And if you open up with a joke about Smelbin being smelly, like, the delivery on that better be rock solid, otherwise... It's my like, favourite thing to reference. <laughs> it's unbelievable, dude. So, anyway. Um, so, so, I went, so to, yeah. I went to Smelbin, I went Melbourne, to Melbourne, yeah, and yeah. Um, I caught a plane there. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting at the airport with my, with my fiancé, with my girlfriend, and what was uh, your fiance? I, it's just it's just funny to say that. <laughs> <We're not. laughs> no, 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 no. It's an actual term that means something. Just like adding depth to the story. You know? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I've got a wife. No, um, no. Um, so we, we caught a plane there and we're sitting there in the terminal and they over the loudspeaker of the entire airport, they went, can Elliot Stewart and his fiance come to gate four? And we're yeah. immediately like, have we missed our fucking plane? Or I was like, oh, no, they found like a, the bomb I've put in my suitcase accidentally. Like, you yeah. know. Insane. Immediately, I'm panicking. They get we go, we go up to the the hostess, and she's like, "Would you like to sit at the emergency exit?" And so, in the case in, in case of an emergency, you have to be the one 
to open the door and save yeah. the entire plane. Yeah, it's, it's not just up to you. They're just like, okay, um, yeah, we're hitting some turbulence and we're going down. Um, Elliot Stewart to the uh, captain's cockpit. Uh, <laughs> he needs some advice how to navigate. No, you don't have to do anything, dude. Like, well, if it hits the ocean, I have to... And then she goes, you have to be able to like push 15 kilos <laughs> and open this door. Is she and when she, as she was yeah. saying that sentence, I could sense fear in her eyes <laughs> as she saw my 60 kilo body. Yeah. <laughs> And then I, I was thinking about like that and about like yeah. how I was. I, also, I was I was honestly just like, yeah, that's fine. But I was I, I didn't want to do it, but I was too nervous to say no. Yeah. Which like I'd, I'd literally rather two hundred people on a plane die than to look someone in the eyes and be like, oh no, I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> but like, it's it'd be better to have that awkward conversation then than when the uh, plane's sinking to the bottom of the ocean. Two hundred people are looking at you, you're just going, uh, can you open the door? No, 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 no. not strong enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, too exactly. scared to I'm say no. Really and I just like how like like why do you have this pressure? Do you think it's on you, right? Because like. She says to you, you've got to open 15 kilos. But what you've also got to do is stop the thousands and thousands, or probably millions of newtons crushing down on that cabin that's just killing everyone as the, as the plane just plows into the ocean. Yeah, so and like, then it's only, just me. Like, yeah, it's yeah, me it's against just, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's not like the coroner's going to say, oh, no, it wasn't the impact of, you know, hitting the water at, you know, 0.5 mark. Yeah. It was because Elliot couldn't open, like, a 15-kilo door. Literally. Like, and it was funny because I was thinking about like how weak I am. Like yeah. the entire time I was packing my bag and I was worried there's like a weight limit of how heavy your bag can be yeah. to go on a plane. And it's like 23 kilos or whatever it is. And I remember like ha- like carrying my bag and being like, oh, this might be cutting it close. This could be close to 23 kilos. Yeah. Literally 14 kilos. Apparently I'm just so weak <laughs> that I was like, yeah, 14 kilos feels like 23. <laughs> okay. Now, do you know how to game the system? This isn't a particularly funny story, but it's uh, quite helpful. I so, don't know. That. Okay. No, so please. you can put whatever you want in your backpack. Yeah. Okay. Now, you know how you got to go up to that little thing to weigh it? Mm-hmm. Now, if you stop off and get a coffee, you can unload your entire backpack on the coffee table. You go over to the weigh station, weigh your empty backpack go back to the coffee station, refill it back up, but now it's got the orange tag and then you can just walk on scot-free. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's, like, dude, it's like the easiest game system of all time. Now, if you feel bad as well, because you only weigh 60 kilos, there's some like proper big boys getting on that plane, upwards of 180 kilos. Wow. Are they paying any extra? No. And they're probably also doing the coffee trick as well. So they're getting on there one quarter of a ton and you're just like slinking on just under like Conor McGregor's flyweight weight. Like, Bloody dude, you shouldn't feel bad about this at all. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm, just blown, I'm just blowing your mind, hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally considering, I, can, I, I didn't pack so many jumpers because yeah. I was worried, you know? Okay, yeah, but it's going to be so good when you unpack all the stuff on the coffee table and then uh, you come back over to repack it and someone sat too close and they've offered you too much to go back to get all your stuff to put back <laughs> yeah, in your bag. Yeah, so, theirs now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, we got Gorillas with Melancholy Hill. You're on uh, Newcastle Comedy Club. Good pick. <laughs> Brady and Elliot. Gorillas, Plastic Beach on our Newcastle Comedy Club with uh, Brady and Elliot. I'm pretty sure Plastic Beach is the album, isn't it? Melancholy Hill? Yeah, pl- pl- Plastic Beach, Melancholy Hill. Oh, well, great riffs. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. Is that the end of this hour? I think so, yes. <laughs> Hyping up the next show. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, look, it's all, it's all starting to look. Okay, considering James isn't here, yeah. I'm quite tired and you're just you. Well, I, I think it's going quite well, okay? Like, I am... Uh, yeah, I'm just a big sleepy boy. Uh, so look, um, you've got some stuff that you want to read out. And then, you know, if you could do this successfully for the next 
51 seconds. We've wrapped this I hour. I can't earlier. wait to see how my comprehension skills <laughs> hold yeah. up. Considering you stumbled on the word comprehension, <laughs> I don't hold out much hope. Okay, so, okay, you've got... We've got the... 40 seconds. Okay, right, we've got we go. the Tuesday open mic starting at 7.30. Doors open at 7. If you're looking to start comedy and sign up, please feel free to. We've also got a Friday show starting at 7.30 and a Saturday show this week starting at 7. Buy tickets online, Instagram, Facebook, or just Google us on our website or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, and we've also got a comedy course coming up, so you can also get all of our details on that on our website. So check us out. Brady, anything, any, any last comments? Uh, so, basically, if you just repeat that again, just even faster, because we've still got about 13 seconds. Oh, so. God, we've got the open mic on uh, Tuesday, 7 p.m., Friday, yeah. Saturday show, starting at around 7, yeah, 7.30. And, uh, and please, Newcastle Comedy faster. Club, live forever. All the best. Thank you. Actually, it was too fast. We've still got two seconds. <laughs> It's time for more side-splitting action. Welcome back to the second hour of the Newcastle Comedy Club with Brady, James and Elliot. And you're back in the second hour of Newcastle Comedy Club with Brady and Elliot. Coming up this hour, we're talking to Marty Bride, who's going to be running our stand-up comedy course. Um, yeah, maybe chatting to James, maybe some other comics if we get around to it as well. Um, if, you do, if you don't like it, just discuss what you heard in the news. What, what, was it a good news bracket just before we come back? Mm. Or, or do you think they've got one of the bad fake news ones that are just like... Just saying stuff that's not real, just creating hate and bigotry. I, I, I don't actually, I haven't listened to any of the Newcastle Live like uh, you know, like like news break, so I can't tell which way they've gone. Okay, so if you had to flip a coin in your mind, which way do you think they've gone? I think it's like Newcastle news, maybe. Okay. Surely, yeah, like yeah, maybe but, it's just like it's like it's like irrelevant. Like, but, but how good would the first right wing, like old right, uh, fake news channel be in Newcastle? Oh, it'd be fantastic. That's all I want. That's well, what, I'll start like, it. Honestly, well, we, we don't have a lot of listeners to this, so I'm thinking we just transition and just start making up shit, yeah. which would be fantastic. So, yeah, if you can think of any hate or bigotry you want to get into the community, Elliot, uh, we'll start broadcasting it in the next break. But Preach, right brother. now, uh, we pretty much got the antithesis of that. We got Harry Styles with "As It Was." You're in Newcastle Comedy Club, Brady and Elliot. I thought it was a lot of unnecessary stuff in that song, but nothing <laughs> as unnecessary as what Elliot just did then. Uh, right there, we had As It Was uh, with Harry Styles. And uh, yeah, no, I actually like that. It was, it was a good little... Bit of a new bop by, yeah. by, the, by the big man. It's good. Like it, that, that dude has done so much stuff. And again, like I, I tuned out in music a long, long time ago, but like this guy, One Direction, and then he's like, gets into like acting. He's like acting with like Christopher Nolan, right? Yes. And it's like, he's like huge films and he's busting out like sort of like alternative bangers like that. It's like, and, and not only that, he's, he's a hunk as well it's like you know sometimes god gives someone too much stuff yep. it's like look at chris hemsworth right hunk he's jacked yep. he's strong as shit and he's also funny and it's just like why why <laughs> like just just like dilute it a little bit and then give it to some people in the newcastle comedy scene yes okay? because like when it, i was when i was in year 10 for if we were like a, like a year 10 formal like everyone dresses up nice i wanted to wear a dress um because i thought that'd be like a funny it was funny, and I think I'd look good too. Like, you know, who knows? Um, but my parents said no. Uh, so completely valid. So, so are you thinking if you managed to do that, you'd be the next Harry Styles? Well, Harry, well, Harry Styles came out a couple like years later and wore a dress on the cover of some magazine, and everyone like yeah, loved but, it. But, but, and blew like, up. but he's a handsome pop star. And You're- I'm a handsome sixteen-year-old boy with a bowl cut at the time, so yeah, yeah, I would have been great. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it would have been a great look, and I think I could have matched that energy. I think you, like, you honestly would have hurt Harry Styles' chances of pulling that off. You would have poisoned yeah. the well yeah. of like a I man wearing a dress. I would have regressed progressiveness <laughs> by so much <laughs> by being associated with that. All right, so okay, we're going to do this competition. Okay, now 
last couple of weeks, uh, let's just say, uh, I want to say unmitigated disaster, but definitely disaster. Okay, so like we've had no one enter. We've had some, I'd say, PR issues communicating with our audience. Can you bring up some of the issues that we may have had in the past, which has resulted in no one entering the competition? Well, in the first week of the of the of the giveaway, we said if you entered that you'd be a freeloading scumbag, yeah. and that we don't want you stealing from a small business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people took that to heart, um, which they should have. Yeah. Um, and they, they because didn't we answer. meant it. We yeah. meant it. Yes. Yeah. And then and in the then second, second week, week. Um, nobody entered. Uh, we, we, our competition was: if your life's bad, tell us how bad it is. Yeah. And so, really, I think we've warded off our audience. Now, in the third week, we kind of just repeated weeks one and two. Now, yes. fourth week, which is brand now. new leaf. Okay. Yes. We're not doing that. Uh, what, what's some things that we would have said about the audience in the past that we aren't saying this week? Well, look, we are a small business, and yeah. we did open this business with our own savings, yeah. and we're just trying to make a living. And honestly, if you yeah. try to capitalize on a yeah. giveaway that, that's run by a small business yeah. to you know, give out free items. Yeah. You are garbage. Yeah, exactly. But we're not saying that this we're week. We're not saying so, that this week. Yeah, we wouldn't exactly. dare have those words no. come out of our yeah, mouth no, by ab- even implying not. that we still think that, even absolutely though we not. do. I, I Look, I yeah. wholeheartedly agree. So based on that, okay, so like resetting. Based like, on that. Um, we just want you to acknowledge our existence, yeah. okay? So like we said earlier, we just want to prove that we're not the weird kid from the sixth sense. We want to prove that people can see us, hear us, and interact with us. So there's going to be a Facebook post on uh, Newcastle Live. Uh, you need to just go comment. there. Anything. Just, just say just anything. Any, whoever uh, says anything wins. <laughs> and we're fine with that. Because, like, literally zero applicants. So, yeah. like, I'm not sure if we're dead and we're just chatting to each other right now, okay? Because, like, and I'd be fine with that, yeah, no, I think you're a great guy. <laughs> so, like, with your anxiety levels, you'd like it if no one interacted with you, okay? Yeah, I don't want to see a comment. Especially as me, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, but I need to justify my existence by being loud and obnoxious constantly so it's going to be like a massive problem with me but i suppose i have a lot of one-sided conversations anyway so it doesn't really mm. matter too See, much i love the, I, I, we want to be the center of attention but yeah if but no like, one's weird. <laughs> you want to be the center of attention but you don't want no one to pay attention to you because it makes you anxious i, I was bullied in high school and i like and i i remember like almost liking it like i was like oh people give me attention I, the bullies used to play this one game where it was called washing machine where they'd form yeah. a circle around me and then they'd all shove me in different directions like a washing machine. Dude, that, that, you're just giving me and James ideas now. Yeah. Like, and, I should bring this back to the I remember club. that happening to me like, look at me, send of attention, let's go. But, but like, it's, it's nuts as well because like I identified it early. It's like you will rip on the person most likely to retaliate constantly. Yeah. So like you will say stuff about them where it's worse with you and I, I don't I don't understand why it's just because like as two men with like you know not great hairlines and then you rip <laughs> on me but I'm 14 years older than you yeah. and then we got the same and I'm just like dude I, like, I, I don't understand and then I worked it I'm like oh he just knows he's going to get a huge reaction from yeah. me and I'm going to go fucking mental <laughs> time with S-Pack over there oh yeah oh, so like no, I've got a mate right and um, the way I described him is he's like he's a very good mate but he's like your friendly neighborhood sociopath right <laughs> so I said to him because like when it's with comics everyone can Sociopath, 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 friendly neighborhood, sociopath. You know how good it is having a sociopath when he's your friends? Because he does sociopathic stuff that benefits you. Yes. Okay, right? And you don't have the guilt of the blood that was spilled to make that happen, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic, right? So anyway, I was one of the groupsmen at this dude's wedding, so I've talked to him up sufficiently. Um, And he was coming to hang out with like me and Elliot and a couple of other comics. And I actually said to Elliot, because like Elliot's thing, and it's funny, I'd say 98% of the time, he'll just rip on other comics, just say really outlandishly horrible stuff. Like, I don't think he means it, but it is funny, right? And I said to him, okay, you do this with all of us. We can handle it because we're comics. Do not 
do it to this guy. Okay, just like, <laughs> don't do it. Just absolutely. And uh, yeah, did, did you heed my advice or? No, I absolutely yeah. prodded him with a stick. <laughs> so, uh, so he walks in and so this guy's like, you know, like jacked, uh, two sleeve tattoos, shaved head. And Ellie just goes, ha ha, you're bald. And then uh, what happened? He bit my ear. Yeah, he bit your ear. <laughs> Mike Tyson, you instantly. These guys have known each other for less than ten seconds, and then yeah, straight away, just like chomping on your right lobe there as well. And like, I love the look on your face. It was just a realization of oh, actions have consequences. <laughs> <laughs> like for the first time ever. <laughs> oh, dude, unbelievable. Um, okay, so right now uh, we got some Robin call your girlfriend. But coming up uh, in the next couple of breaks, whenever we can be bothered to actually have a little bit of social interaction and organize this, we're going to be chatting to Marty Bright, who is running the Newcastle comedy club course uh, ridiculously good value okay it's like 200 and something dollars and it's like two days tuition uh you do your first set you get it professionally filmed and you get tickets to the saturday night showcase okay mm-hmm. so look if you want to if you don't want to be a full scab and go into the competition but be partly a scab then this is a good way uh, you know dip your toe in the water of being a bad person yes. um right now we got robin with call your girlfriend newcastle comedy club brady and uh no you're not james elliot thank you i guess yeah It's the Newcastle Comedy Club with Brady, James and Elliot, only on Newcastle Live. Uh, just there, Mac Miller, The Spins. Before that, Robin, call your girlfriend, you're in Newcastle Comedy Club. Uh, Brady and Elliot. Now, if we press the buttons right, because usually James is uh, pretty quintessential in this technology stuff, uh, we should have on the line Marty Brighton. Can you hear us, dude? Yeah? Marty, can you hear us? I can hear you. There we go. Hey, how are you? Look at that. James is just, you know, totally irrelevant at this point yes. as well. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, dude, uh, what's what's been happening, man? We've been talking up all shows and this uh, comedy course coming up. And, uh, yeah, like, people are pumped for it, man. We've been getting phone calls and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Really? That's good to know. Good to know there's a buzz on the word on the street. Yeah. Well, you, you know what's crazy as well? Because, like, we're currently on Newcastle Live Radio, and uh, I'll mm. call them out as well. So, like, the general manager, uh, Dan, and the head of sales, Brad, are both keen to do your course as well. So, like, uh, I think they're kind of treating it with, like, they're really keen to do it. But almost like doing your first set, there's that, like, little bit of apprehension there. But, like, you know, now I'm just, like, publicly saying it here on the radio. I feel like they're kind of, like, you know, completely obliged to do it now. So, if anyone else is in the <laughs> office... Is, this, is like, this is, like, the comedy equivalent of... Of like a UFC fighter, like calling <laughs> someone out. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and yeah, uh, this is exactly what it is. It's going to be like a battle in here as well. So, like, if anyone is in the office with Brad or Dan, bully them, uh, just like talk down to them, just belittle them any way you can until they stop being a coward and actually come and do the course. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, you can be the bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> Alan can be the bad cop that's trying to, you know, socially pressure peer pressure someone into doing something and I'll be the good cop saying, hey, guess what? Uh, If you've ever thought about doing comedy, I think you should tick it off your bucket list and you never know, you might be a natural and it might be something that you keep at and it becomes like a really enjoyable part of your life. Yeah, and if you don't, I'm going to rock up at your doorstep and I'll talk down to you until you consider doing it, okay? So, Who am I in this dynamic? Okay, um, so you could be- I'm the, the cat in the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're pretty much the third wheel, okay? Yeah. Like, they're pretty much unnecessary. I'm the old woman who gets her purse snatched. Um, so, look, uh, we, we were thinking as well, Marty, it's just like, because like m- myself and Elliot, um, yeah, just started by just doing like, you know, like so many gigs, just trying to like work it out as well. But we we're talking about some- 
terrible bombs that we had early on. And we're thinking like something like this comedy course would be like really, really good to have someone as experienced as yourself sort of like talking up like, like, cause like, again, a lot of it is just stage time, but there is so many mistakes you can avoid if you just talk to someone kind of at your level. Like one of the massive issues I had, I had uh, a a couple of gigs early on and then, um, yeah, I had this booker come up and book me and he didn't know that I'd only done like four gigs. So then all of a sudden, I'm like four gigs in, I'm in front of 200 people like out in rural Maitland and I'm doing the same stuff that I was doing in the inner city of Newcastle and uh, bombed my balls off. Like I've still got scorch marks from that gig like eight years ago, dude. Like terrible. Um, like, yeah. And Elliot was talking about one of his as well. Uh, yeah. Well, I was doing well for a couple months. Like I, I was crushing it at the open mic state in Newcastle because everyone, everyone was really nice to me because I was quite young. Um, but then I went to Sydney. Yeah, Child abuse to like actually say what we're thinking. Yeah, so, yeah. I've been to Sydney a couple of times and done well, and then I went to Sydney for. They didn't night. want. They didn't want corrective uh, protective services. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> they're like, no, don't don't be mean to him because it might be considered child abuse. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had a lot of I because I was a, a, an edgy seventeen year old, a lot, of, a lot of dark material, which was fostered in Newcastle of all places. So it was okay here. Yeah, People liked it here. We're, we're all victims of child abuse here in Newcastle, so yes. like, we can actually handle it. But then when you're in the northern beaches and when everyone's you- been raised with a psychologist handbook. Not even and that, then, like, Newtown yeah, of all places. Another, so like okay. the real real artsy people and yeah. I'm going to be being like, hey, what's the deal with women? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know I told me very quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You got a couple of nerds like me and Elliot come in. All right. Well, a fresh face. So, you know, Elliot wants to do his edgy stuff and I want to do my jokes about Steve Jobs and computers in rural Maitland. What's some sort of ways that you would sort of guide us with like your knowledge and uh, comedy prowess? Well, I mean, I, in terms of bomb bombing or like doing a set where you don't get any laughs it's always inevitable i mean you know i've definitely got my my own equivalent stories of uh you know doing gigs setting up a you know i contacted like a a music open mic night that normally did music at the back of a pub and i thought hey do you want to do have some comedians and i invited some other comedians there and i didn't do my due diligence and research the type of pub it was and the vibe mm. that's normally in there and it was very much a, um, we come here after work and drink from whatever work site we're on. Yeah. And we like covers of ACDC and John Farnham. And, Hell yeah. <laughs> and we definitely don't want hipster comedians between 20 and 25 years old talking about what how they think the world works. Yeah. Um, and, and then, so, so they don't like the first one, and you're like, look, don't worry. We've only got 17 more of us that we can get back to the Akadaka. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Um, and so that's my little horror story. Uh, but it was also, yeah, like in terms of when we do the, the course the next weekend, um, it's less about trying to avoid things like that and more just trying to um, – come up with different ways that we can almost like switch mode so we can like develop a few different, like a few different modes of the way we perform so we can keep our integrity of what we want to do whilst also matching the audience's sensibilities or um, language that they like to use. You might do a crowd with lots of international students or people and then, really Aussie references might yeah. uh, not be as relevant. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of giving people some different ways to approach gigs. 
I've, so I've, I've just got a question as well, Marty, because like, look, I, I see, and again, I've got people in my own life who can make their mates laugh. They're really, really funny, but they're always on the edge about doing stand-up comedy. Like, what do you think someone listening who might be in that boat, uh, what do you think the thing is holding them back? Well, I think what happens is when you get comfortable making people that you know really well laugh, Yeah. sometimes we don't know how much of, how much of those laughs are based on the fact that we've got like, you know, years of in jokes, they know mm. me and they know I mean well. Whereas with the comedy audience, you walk on stage and there's 50 people there, say for example, and they don't know you. So we have to almost like, how can we quickly get them to know us, mm. trust us enough to listen and laugh? And that's hard, especially in the early stages when, um, you know, you've only got five minutes on stage. So one of the main things I like to focus on early when people start is, hey, let's make the first five minutes of comedy that you ever write about introducing yourself to the crowd and let, let mm. them into you. Now, not everyone likes that. Some people like to go up there and just like talk about, do like one-liners that don't have any basis in reality, which is fine. That's a, that's a valid style. Um, but yeah, just, you know, trying to allow people to start comedy in a way that is uh, soft, as soft yeah. as possible, as opposed to, hey, go and stand in the corner of that pub with six other comedians, two audience members that don't want to be there. Um, not that those gigs really exist anymore, but I think, um, yeah, just some little tips and tricks of the trade can always, you know, Oh. And I always say this as well, like take everything with a grain of salt. Like I'm not the fountain mm. of knowledge. I'm not, I'm not the comedy guru. I'm just a guy that likes to um, support people with artistic yeah. endeavors. Well, man, I've seen you loads of times and we've geeked together in the past as well. Like you're a very, very funny dude. Like we wouldn't be getting you to do this comedy course if you weren't like a certified crusher. But it's hard in Australia, like, because you can't talk yourself up. You've got to get someone else to talk you up. And uh, I, I know <laughs> there's financial incentive for me to talk you up. But look, I slag off a lot of people at this show and you're actually excellent, dude. So look, if I was kicking off my comedy career, I would like, yeah, you're one of the kindest, most nurturing comics that I've ever met. You're like literally the dude for this. Oh. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, I I appreciate that, and um, I'm looking forward to the course because uh, well, I don't even like the word course. Sometimes it's just like you know, people gathering and getting excited for making people laugh, and um, you know, having an excuse to gather your friends and your family to come and watch you do your first ever comedy yeah, show. 100%. Like, it's, it's a real great vibe. I I started like that. My first ever gig was at the defunct Laugh Garage Comedy Club in Sydney. And my first gig was with the, you know, nine other graduates of the comedy course. And we performed in front of friends and family of all of us. Mm. And it was like the best kind of confidence boost to start with, mm. which allowed me to get through some of the kind of smaller gigs that followed because I was still riding that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I... I think one big thing for a lot of people as well is they think, I mean, I've got this anxiety thinking about doing it for the first time. But I just want to say is like someone who's done it like loads and loads of times. I wouldn't call myself, you know, a professional or anything like that. But like I still get nerves going up. Most other comics I talk to that are like and veterans still get those nerves going up. That's totally normal. And like cause a lot of people think that they're sort of like in this freak category that they're like, I, like, like 
cowardice is the wrong word, but they think that there's something wrong with them feeling like that. And I just like, do, do you think it's something that's very universal and very normal? Yeah, I mean, to different degrees. I mean, Elliot, like you can probably talk about your experience of getting well, up on stage. Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I guess there's like a step up, I guess, from just general public speaking because there is that active feedback that comes from laughter. But I would also say that this is a great space to have your first set. Like my, my yeah. first set was in the back of a pub with eight people listening. And, I, I, <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, I walked four kilometers there and I walked yeah. four kilometers home because I didn't want anyone to but, know. But, but it, it's good as well because if anything goes wrong there, like they pretty much got and speed dialed the ambulance from the people that got glassed at all those, uh, you know, yeah, like exactly. Well. So, We're yeah, here, it's like, it's a perfect setup. It's, it's designed for comedy by comedians. Yeah. It's a perfect space for people. The toilets to are close if you need to have, you know, a pregame spew as well. Yeah, so, exactly. like, yeah, it's, it's fine. And the thing is, like, if you need to do it on the ground, that's fine too. Like, we've got plenty of Chuck's wipes, uh, we've got the steam mop, and like, the drainage in this room is, mwah, it's fantastic. <laughs> So look, 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 dude. Um, so I guess like you know, one last sell. Just push this over the line, okay? So like you know, well, well, just, before, yeah, before, before you style. go, yeah, I was going to go backtrack on, on what you said before. Like, it is natural to be nervous, and I remember someone telling me early on, if you're nervous, it's because you care, because yeah, you want it to go well. Man. And if you, if I always liken it to, they say, if you have enough adrenaline in your body, you could lift a car off someone. Now. If you have adrenaline in your body because you're nervous about doing comedy, then that adrenaline sometimes, once you're on stage, it makes you it makes you a lot funnier than you think because you're in this situation where there's no there's no harness. It, yeah, it, it's you're with there's no net, there's no harness. Fight or flight, the adrenaline will more often than not help. Oh, 100%. Like, I find, like, you get up there and your brain's sharper, you're saying more stuff, you're making more connections because there's this, like, pressure. But, like, the pressure becomes fun. Like, I think after doing it for a while, you sort of, like, reconstitutionalize it in your head and it becomes, like, like a fuel rather than a fear. Do you get that as well, Elliot? I, I, I like, I, I definitely get nervous before gigs and I, I think the times they haven't got nervous... Has or I've, I've literally done worse. Yeah, because yeah, it's like yeah. and I, when I'm not nervous before a game, I'm like, oh, this might be bad because <laughs> I'm not terrified and I don't. Yeah, literally, it's like I, it's almost like I don't care because I'm like, yeah. But then when I when I am nervous, yeah, I feel like I have some of the better sets because, yeah, right. yeah. And it's interesting, like the as you go on, as a comedian does more comedy mm. and they repeat certain jokes and those jokes become safe tools to make the audience laugh suddenly the nervousness, it doesn't disappear, but it's a different type of nervousness because when you've got, say, a joke that you tell first most of the time yeah. in your back pocket, yeah. your nerves say, oh, no, something's about to happen that's nerve-wracking. But then your logic says, well, this joke nine out of ten times gets a good reaction, so at least I'm going to start well. And that's why trying new material is so great because, like, beforehand you're very nervous and then when a new bit does do well... It's just like a euphoria of like almost relief. It's great. And that first, you know, when someone's first starting comedy, I think that that is the... Oh, man. Get, getting that first five minutes of jokes that you trust is that's kind of almost, I reckon, the hardest part of comedy because it's a lot of trial and error. And it's, that's why I think that the, this course is, is, uh, can be for some people. Some people like to just freeball it and learn on the job, which is fine. But I think for getting that first five minutes somewhat um, honed 
before you even do it on stage is just sometimes just like a little leg up that I think is um, can be really useful. Oh, 100%, man. And the other really cool thing as well, because a lot of people that will do this course will already have some jokes written down. They've got no idea if they're going to work. They can actually say it to you first. Someone who's like a veteran comedian and you'll be able to sort of guide them as well because like I, I know I see – uh, a lot of comics just from like, you know, just being going to open mics so many years, now running this comedy club as well. They watch something like a Bill Burr or a Doug Stanhope and they get up and try to do that edgy material. And like, dude, sometimes it's just so catastrophically bad. I'm just like, man, I wish they just come to a writing session beforehand or run some of these jokes by past us first because you could see when there's about to be a nuclear meltdown just with like some of the material as yeah. well. So I think having you going in there, like, you know, like the, you know, uh, nuclear yeah. energy agency like, commission and going, okay, this is, this is going to be a critical mass if you try this like i think that's a really cool safety net too yeah and i think the the thing that i like to do during the any type of like sessions or classes that i've done in the past is not just kind of me being the judge's table saying oh don't say that do say that is actually you know create a space where even the other people the other students in the class we all start to give feedback to each other Mm. and and sometimes it's actually easier to um observe someone else doing their jokes and give them feedback because it's not us we're not as emotionally invested in it yeah. so we can be more objective i'm like that all the time i've got a new bit and i can't write it but then someone says hey can you help me write a punchline to this joke i've got and in 10 seconds i'm like what about this and they're like that's amazing yeah, so i get what you mean um like you know having the students feel like they can all give feedback even though they're um not professional comedians in some ways it actually means the feedback is coming from a more like you know like classmate peer Mm. community kind of vibe well, look, man, I'm really, really pumped that you're running the uh, the, the course coming up as well. Um, you can get tickets at newcastlecomedyclub.com.au. Um, Marty, if some people want to check out some of the stuff you've done, have you got like a, a website, Facebook page or anything like that? Um, yeah, Marty Bright. Generally, my my uh, social medias and YouTube links pop up. If you type Marty Bright comedy into Google, um, I could say all the different variations. but. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure people know, you know, and just had to Google a name at this point. And if yeah, you don't, and maybe this comedy course isn't for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe you need to. Maybe you need to go to the community college and just take a basic, <laughs> you know, computer class. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'll bring some of that material to the course and it might actually help you out on stage. But dude, uh, yeah, thanks so much, man. Look, really looking forward to you coming and doing this. Uh, yeah, definitely like just Google Marty Bright comedy and check him out. Um, again, you can't talk yourself up, but you're a certified crusher, dude. And uh, yeah, the course is going to be absolutely fantastic. And dude, thanks so much for chatting to us. Thanks very much, guys. I'll see you later in the week, 23rd, 24th of April for the Newcastle Comedy Club crash course. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Man, and again, like, uh, Elliot, uh, having someone like, it's like, he's so wholesome and nice. It seems strange because you mean, James, it's just this like triangle, Bermuda triangle of negativity and personal oh, yeah. attacks. You get on someone who's actually genuine. I'm like, yeah, that was such a that was such a different form of <laughs> interviewing that we had. All, all of our last interviews have just oh. been, oh, so what? You're a horrible person. Yeah, what do you think exactly. about this? And then Marty was just oh. giving genuine advice and thoughts. It was Man, lovely. I, I got okay. I'm gonna play this song and I'm gonna go wash the wholesomeness off my soul. Okay, <laughs> uh, this is Distillers Drain the Blood. You're at Newcastle Comedy Club. Brady and Elliot. You're listening to the Newcastle Comedy Club, only on Newcastle Live. 
Uh, just there, Regurgitator, Black Bugs off the Unit album. Before that, we had Drain the Blood, the Distillers. And right now on the line, we should have James. Hey, can you hear us, dude? Oh, uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, there he yeah, is. The dude. big man. Loud and clear. So now, I- now, now. Why aren't you at work, big boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I've axed myself yet again, ah. performing a, just a normal bodily function of just climbing onto the bed knees first and then suddenly, yeah. Yeah, so you dislocated, kneecap. you dislocated a kneecap this week. A couple of weeks ago, you threw your back out. You're still in your 20s. You've had a double shoulder reconstruction. Like we're saying before, you're like the poster boy for euthanasia. Like you should not be around. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I genuinely, they need to come up with some kind of steroid they can just give me just to even it out because I just keep breaking everything. <laughs> I think that's called a hippo tranquilizer, you know? like <laughs> Jesus Christ, Billy. Put in the bed. Dude, like he's, all his appendages are broken. His spine doesn't work, but he'll still be the shit out of you okay <laughs> so yeah man yeah also wh- elliot what's what's with all of these like rainforest jungle type animal jokes last night you're on the anaconda <laughs> road and now you're on hippos i've been watching i've been watching the discovery channel i was in melbourne so i don't know if that's <laughs> yeah it's, it's absolutely mental because like look um it, elliot quite ironically was doing oh and actually this is the something that's worth bringing up Elliot, ironically, was doing a lot of gay jokes, okay? And he was just saying that. And I, I was just, I wasn't from anything, from any point of decency. It wasn't because I was offended. I was just sick of hearing the same joke again and again and again. <laughs> so I, and I'll just let everyone else know, I teed up a punishment so cruel that my girlfriend said, you got to give him at least 50 warnings. So we started at 50 warnings and I think we're only down to 48 because like something come across Elliot's face where he wants to see what happens, but he also doesn't want to live with the consequences of what's going to happen because what is planned is so diabolical. I'm sure the Geneva convention would have something to say about it. Okay. So yeah, it scared the shit out of me. Like I've I've only used two in the last two weeks. I'm rational, but like, I'm still rationing them. You know what I mean? Like I'm picking my right time to make those jokes. So yeah, you just got to wait for the, for the, uh, like the, the bomb to drop right there as well. But like you've moved from, gay jokes to like African animal jokes. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, there's no linear like thread or whatever. It's been like, I don't know what cruel punishment I could get besides you getting eaten by a hippo to stop you doing these. Because yeah. It's been two, day, two days and I want you to go back to the gay jokes now. Like this is, um, so like James. Dude, um, if, if this club goes well, we need to send Elliot to Africa to, to uh, do uh, reconnaissance for these bits. Like, yes, <laughs> to get some get some leeway yeah, on them. I, I, I just like how you want to, you know, up his game when it comes to African animal jokes rather than shut them down. Uh, yeah, they're very polite. I'm hoping very he'll friendly. get eaten by some kind of wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, like, uh, as well, uh, James, so, like, uh, J- uh, Elliot thought again that he had COVID, right? So, his girlfriend got it. He only had it two weeks ago. So, what I'm trying to tell you is he's used all the rat tests in the club, okay? So, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if we're going to need some sort of, like, government loan or we're going to need emergency liquidation, but he is, like, crumbling us from the inside, okay? Whether it's him not working here because of COVID, he's usually using all our COVID resources against us right now. Well, on the radio, radio show that I was back after I had COVID for a week, the amount yeah. of slack I copped there, <laughs> if I had it again in two weeks and I took another week yeah. off work, well, but the thing is, wild. Like, look, look, James injures himself and he's got the dignity to not hurt the club financially while he's doing it, right? <laughs> yeah. He's still rocking up to the club. Even though he injured his back at work and he works in workers' comp insurance, he still didn't sue us, okay? Well, you just take, 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 Elliot, the whole time. You're as bad as these loser listeners that want these free tickets, okay? Yeah. Oh, no, but actually, uh, James, this week, right, we're not calling them losers, okay? So that, that was us a few weeks ago, okay? Um, now, is there any other stuff that we might have called them in the past that we won't this week, James? 
Ah, uh, parasites. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know those fish that like suction onto the side of sharks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the stuff we're not saying, right? Because uh, James. Yeah, I, exactly. The, the competition this week is we want them to jump on the Newcastle Live Facebook page and there's a post that's going to be there and it's just to acknowledge our existence because it's weird <laughs> that three weeks, no one's in it. Like we've been polite. <laughs> we thought you would. You know? like, we identified the audience. Uh, we basically just like said what they were with the market research, and I think we we're spot on the money. But apparently, they don't like being called out, so we're not saying any of these things. Elliot, can you remember any other words we used? Cowards, yeah. um, unrelentlessly stealing from us. Yeah, yeah, just like 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 awful. Like I was basically. Keep like, in mind that after four weeks, they have not actually taken any of the tickets, so we haven't been wronged <laughs> yet. <laughs> but we're preemptively striking yeah. for when people do take these tickets. I think we scare them off, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's good. Because yeah, they know here's the thing, if we didn't do that, we'd be down six tickets. Yeah, exactly. And we've sold out every single weekend without yeah. these bloodsuckers, which we're so not saying So if we this didn't week. use the force that we have been, then... Yeah. But, but anyway, turning a new leaf. Okay, they're not parasites. They're not the fish that attaches itself to like the whale. Uh, they're not any of the other... The, the, we're not saying The anything. whale being James in this okay. scenario. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the African whale. whale, okay? Yeah, so, yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah. jump onto the Facebook page. Just acknowledge our existence. Prove we're not the kid from the sixth sense. And you can be walking away with the double pass coming up this weekend. Hey, James, because like, we, went, we, we went to this break. And now this break is pretty conducive with the sort of flavors that we usually have in our breaks, right? Just I sort of described this as like a, a Bermuda Triangle of negativity with us three, right? We had Marty Bright. And he's so kind and wholesome. It was strange. It was like I don't know, pouring sunshine onto my soul. And my like, it's just not used to that man. Like it was like when you listen back to it, you'd be like, that, "That's a genuinely beautiful man." What a great interview, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it comes to me, and it just goes downhill. They call me the Come Down Connors because I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing it straight back. <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah. Hopefully, your uh, kneecap, back, shoulders. Lungs. Yeah, Alan, did you just? Pop Pop it back in, or did you go to yeah. hospital? What happened there? No, I am not trying to take dude, up hospital resources, he, he Elliot. No, I just pop it back in. Preach, brother. Like, dude, I, I like how the guy that doesn't trust medicine gives out so much medical advice on this podcast. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, dude, yeah, th- thanks for calling in, man. And, you know, hopefully your litany of, like, look, at this point, if you were someone's pet, you'd get put down. But, like, I, <laughs> I hope you pull through, and, I, yeah, I hope you're feeling better soon anyways, dude. Yeah, medicine's not real and doctors don't know what they're talking about. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Newcastle Comedy Club, Brady, James and Elliot. Ladies and gentlemen, we just landed in Geneva. Get ready to laugh. It's the Newcastle Comedy Club on Newcastle Live. Uh, just there, friends of Rom Racist and off the top title of the creator, Hot Wind Blows, featuring Little Wayne. Now, Elliot looked at me with uh, a sparkle in his yeah, eyes. Yeah, I know we've only got less than a minute of this radio yeah, show yeah, to yeah. go, but this guy has broken the Guinness World Records for the amount of times someone has seen the new Spider-Man movie. He's seen it- Is his name Elliot Stewart? Or oh, man, I've seen it four times as yeah. numbers. This guy has seen it 292 times. It oh. came out like four months ago. That's- Wild. I, I Riveting. Don't know, I don't know what to say. Except, but- I don't know what to say except there's someone in the world- more annoying than you. (laughs) Catch us at Newcastle Comedy Club. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, on our website. You can get tickets. Um, But yeah, this this week we've got coming up, we've got Tuesday open mic at 7 p.m. Um, and then we've also got our Friday and Saturday shows. All the information can be found on our Facebook and Instagram and also the comedy course that we promoted earlier. Yeah, um, yeah. but Elliot hasn't updated it, so it might not be up there. So I I'll just, do it tonight. Just hit refresh <laughs> a few times, see what happens. See you later. 
You need a bit of a laugh? Newcastle Live Radio brings it to you with the Newcastle Comedy Club each Thursday from 6pm. It's two hours of the best homegrown comedy guaranteed to deliver an evening of laughs. With Brady, James and Elliot, there's chats with comics, plenty of banter and tunes from the guys' personal playlist to get you pumped for a big weekend of comedy. Thursday nights, 6 to 8pm. It's the Newcastle Comedy Club only on Newcastle Live.